Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today, we're focusing on the topic, A Broken Spirit, based on our reading of Psalm chapter 51, verse 16 and 17. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. But thou desirest not sacrifices, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. During the cleansing of his sanctuary in heaven, God will be applying his blood that was spilt at Calvary against all confessed sins. In other words, only those sins which are confessed before the Lord and for which forgiveness was requested will be removed from us and into the heavenly sanctuary. God will not be able to apply his blood to blot out those sins which we have not confessed before him, repented of, and requested forgiveness. Today, as I read Psalm chapter 51, it became very clear that unless we have a broken spirit and a contract heart, we are never going to confess our sins and repent of them before the Lord and request forgiveness. And based on what David said in Psalm 51 verse 16 and 17, unless these things are done, then our sins will remain on us and therefore cannot be cleansed from the heavenly sanctuary because they are not there. David said, For thou desirest not sacrifice, else I would give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Here David makes it clear that only the only sacrifice that God would positively respond to when we transgress his laws are a broken spirit and a contrite heart. I don't know how many of us realize that when we do things to offend our spouse or children, the next door neighbor, our co-worker, our church family member, that this is an opportunity to learn how to have a broken spirit and a contract heart when we repent of the things that we have done to them. If we don't know how to repent of the things we have done to hurt the people we can see, do you believe it is going to be easy to repent to someone you cannot see? The way we deal with the things we do to those who we hurt on earth will help us to know how to deal with things that we do to offend God. Before we do any further or go any further, let us take some time to understand the meaning of the following words that were used by David in this passage of scripture. The strong concordance defined the word broken as to break, to break in pieces, one, A, break, break in or down, rend violently, wreck, crush, quench. B, to break, to rapture, figuratively. Number two, A, to be broken, 
be maimed, be crippled, be wrecked, be to be broken, be crushed, figuratively. Number three, to shatter, to break. The, the strong concordance defined the word contrite as to crush, be crushed, be contrite, be broken. To be crushed, to collapse. To be crushed, be contrite, to be broken. To crush the pieces. Notice carefully that the verbs broken and contrite pretty much speak to the same attitude that we need to have in our spirit and in our heart during the time when we repent of our transgression. This is a kind of attitude that God expects of us when we realize that we have trans- committed transgression of his laws. But is this the kind of attitude we truly possess? Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, he made the following statement, and I quote, David offers the sacrifice of a penitent contrite heart as that which he knew God would be pleased with. One, he knew well that the sacrifices of beasts was in itself of no account with God. Verse 16, Thou desirest not sacrifices, thou delightest not in burnt offering. 2. He knew also how acceptable true repentance is to God. Verse 17, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. See here, A. What the work is that is wrought in every true penitent, a broken spirit a broken and a contrite heart. It is a work wrought upon the heart that is that God looks at and requires in all religious exercises, particularly in the exercises of repentance. It is a sharp work wrought there, no less than the breaking of a heart, not in desire, but in necessary humiliation and sorrow for sin. It is a heartbreaking with itself and a breaking from its sin it is a heart pliable to the word of god and patient under the rod of god a heart subdued and brought into obedience it is a heart that is tender like josiah's and trembles at god's word oh that there were such a heart in us b how graciously god is pleased to accept of this it is the sacrifices of God, not one, but many. It is instead of all burnt offerings and sacrifices. The breaking of Christ's body for sin is the only sacrifice of atonement. For no sacrifice but that could take place or take away sin. But the breaking of our heart for sin is a sacrifice of acknowledgement, a sacrifice of God for him it is offered up he requires it he prepares it and he will accept it that which pleased god was not the feeding of a beast and making much of it but killing it so it is not the pampering of our flesh but the mortifying of it that god will accept the sacrifice was bound, was bled, 
was burnt. So the penitent heart is bound by confession, bleeds in contrition, and then burns in holy zeal against sin and for God. End of quote. It is my prayer that we will continue to surrender our all to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that God can help us to develop a broken spirit and a contrite heart when we repent of our transgressions. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. A reminder that when we come before you and confess our sins, you want us to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Thank you for the message today, we pray through Jesus Christ, the Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.